High Noon with George Hook. News Talk 106 to 108. Welcome back. We're talking about retail, and I must talk to Bobby Kerr because he's doing bringing back the high street, and uh, uh, it, 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 it's incredible. I live in Clane, and which is near Nacelist, and says, don't ever go there. The new cycleway on the Clontarf Road, Robert Greenhalgh is saying, has made it one of the most dangerous in the country to drive on. Council ruined the city centre in Athlone. Um, somebody lives near Nacelist, and regularly shop there. I've never had difficulty finding parking and walking to various shops. The businesses are very attractive in Nace, and I agree with the mayor, says Eleanor in Clane. And my view on Nace says, listener, the lack of forward planning by the council to give permission for the Mon Reed Centre outside town, while the town centre development lay idle, is the root cause. Well, I think most people agree uh, with uh, that. And Peter says, the reason for the demise of many of these towns is primarily people are tending to shop on the internet and no longer need to use the traditional high street. And uh, you might tell me how Storm Doris is going out there. I haven't seen it, haven't felt it, haven't noticed it. I'm joined now by Bill Hughes, who apparently... Are you a Storm Doris survivor? Did you... I am. Cha- you change yourself to the floor lest you be swept away? We nearly got sucked out through our uh, skylights <laughs> last <laughs> ah, night. How would you go away? I'm serious, George. I'm serious. And I came down this morning and all the trees in the... The, the trees in the grounds of our apartment building, uh, all the... The branches were everywhere. There was just debris everywhere. You, you've just been watching The Wizard of Oz. Tonight. No, I haven't. No, I haven't. Although I wish sometimes when I'm talking to you that I could <laughs> click my heels together and go to Kansas. <laughs> so now, anyway. Are we doing Judy Garland? Uh, we have done Judy Garland somewhere over the rainbow before. We will do another uh, Judy Garland if you so like. I would love to do Get Happy. Yeah, well, uh, yeah, well, of course. Today, we're onto something different. It's Essential Songs by Bill Hughes, which you can uh, stream on Spotify if you look at George Hook's Essential Songs on Spotify. And I was in Cork on Saturday down with Dolphin Rugby Club. And, uh, Bill, you brought me the whole way down. Oh, very good. Now, I had to skip all the funny ones, but, I mean, (laughs) (laughs) there was enough left. It's a matter of taste. It's a matter of taste. Well, today I have what is regarded as one of the greatest rock songs of all time. And uh, it's by a group, Derek and the Dominoes, not a very famous group in terms of popular, popular, but it's because their lead guitarist... Derek and the Dominoes. Yeah, it's Eric Clapton. It's an Eric Clapton group. Now, he was part of the Yardbirds, he was part of Cream, and he was part of Derek and the Dominoes and Delaney, Bonnie and Friends. But Didn't Eric Clapton is a really... he deaf because of all the noise? He has. Is that the he, fella? He hasn't gone deaf, but he has got hearing problems as a result of right. all the noise. I know the fella you're talking about. Okay, well, this song, Layla, is a sensational song. It has one of the most distinctive opening guitar riffs ever. Um, it's a song in very much in two complete different movements in that it's a rock song to start with and then it has a piano co- piano coda that takes us out. Okay. It's an extended. But I want to tell you about this, the, the, what Layla is because it's it's just a hotbed of of stuff. Can I stop you before you go to your piano coders and your hotbeds of stuff? And I've no idea what you're talking about. Did the K 
Kinks now have a song called Lola. No, they had a song called Lola. Oh, right. Okay. Lola. Okay, Lola. well, that's okay. good, John. So, Back to the piano okay, code. Layla, right? Jim Gordon, in fact, who co-wrote uh, uh, with Eric Clapton, Layla, Jim Gordon wrote the piano coda. Because when we play the song, you'll understand exactly what I mean. It's a rock song that then goes into this piano piece and we'll, we'll fit okay. it because it's very oh. long. But Jim Gordon, he was one of the most in-demand drummers in uh, the 60s. He was a session drummer who had come up uh, through the ranks under Hal Blaine. And he guest drummed on Pet Sounds by the Beach Boys and the Notorious Bird by, uh, the Birds uh, uh, album and the hit Classical Gas by Mason Williams. That's Jim Gordon. Jim sadly did not have a great life. He uh, was an undiagnosed schizophrenic and in 1983 he murdered his mother and no. uh, was put away. Um now, there are many questions about the piano piece that he composed on this and it is said by the person who feels they composed it and it's backed up by a num number of other musicians that it was ripped off by Jim and it was Rita Coolidge, the beautiful Rita Coolidge who was his girlfriend at the time and that she composed it. Graham Nash of Crosby, Stills, Nash & Young, he says that that's true. Jennifer Coolidge did record it. So there you go. Anyway, that's that part of the song. Let's get back to Eric Clapton. Eric Clapton, phenomenal guitarist, regarded as one of the greatest all-time guitarists. He... I was sorry, you yeah. do tend to flog around the greatest ever with monotonous regularity a week and every week. But you, you do the same about yourself all the time and you're, you're the greatest everything. And I don't know, there are a number of things that I could say, yes, you are indeed the greatest one of those, but I'm not going to say it. I'm with Shane who says, what the hell is a coda anyway? You'll hear it. It's, it's a, a beautiful refrain. It's a beautiful refrain. Could you have not so, said it was a beautiful piano refrain with your coda? Because there are listeners who do know what I'm talking about oh, and I'd you. like to, to pander to them on occasion. Okay. So... The story of the song, Layla, was inspired by a 12th century Arabian tale of a young man who became obsessed with this beautiful young woman. And he couldn't have, a, have it was unrequited love. And as a result, he went mad. Now, this, this inspired Eric Clapton because at the time he was going mad about his best friend's wife. The best friend was George Harrison. The wife was Patty Boyd. And Eric Clapton, it was... Was crazy about her? Crazy about her. Go away. Yeah. So do you much think so the reason that I'm mad has something to do with my unrequited love? For um, uh, uh, Pamela Anderson or... Well, that kind of stuff. That kind yeah. of stuff. My it life would, has been just be one constant unrequited It would be love. one of the reasons. Okay. But, but uh, just before you go on, because this is very important, yeah. Alan Fingler said mm. that the piano coda of mm. Layla mm. was used in the great movie Goodfellas. Yes. All right. It okay. was. Yeah, good. Thank good. you. Thank you. So um, the, the whole thing of... of the, the the unrequited love and the madness. Eric Clapton was born in 1945. 
His mother was 16 years of age. His father was a 25-year-old Canadian soldier who was shipped off to the rest of the Second World War and who never came back. Uh, he went straight to Canada, never came back to claim his son, never reignited his romance with the, the mother. So Eric Clapton was brought up in the house by his grandmother and step-grandfather, thinking that his mother was his older sister. So, because she was only 16 years old. Uh, can so. I just say something? Yeah, Is yeah. it okay? This was exactly the same as Bobby Darren. Well, kind of. Yeah. He, Bobby Darren thought, thought his, his mother was his sister. Yeah. yeah. Okay, sorry. So, uh, anyway, the mother, uh, Patricia, then met another soldier, okay. a Canadian, and she went, she, he married her, and she went off to him, uh, with him to Germany, to his his base, his uh, his his army base and uh, they left Eric behind with her parents so Eric grew up kind of going who am I who do I really belong to when he when he discovered so he fell easily in love with women and it was usually unrequited in the case of Patty Boyd she divorced George Harrison and married Eric Clapton. Are you serious? Yes. And George Harrison, Ringo Starr and Paul McCartney went to the wedding. And George Harrison said he had no problem with it. You're kidding me. No. I'm I not. tell you, I'd have a problem with it. <laughs> like if you if you had unrequited love for the lovely Ingrid and suddenly hassled her off, like to the pro-cathedral to get married, you'd have a problem with it. I'm me. looking out to see if pigs are <laughs> flying across the sky. Because <laughs> I think that's the only time that will happen. But well, um, anyway... So the, the the whole success of Eric Clapton's career, uh, it's one based on on his power as as a guitarist. But then didn't he slip into drink and drug addiction, sure. the whole thing? And his life sort of went upside down. Uh, he got himself into terrible situations. Um, he had guested on so many people's albums, and people he was so in such demand that. You know, even George Harrison invited him to perform on George's first solo album where he performed While My Guitar Gently Weeps. Well, that guitar work is Eric Clapton, not George Harrison. Um, But it was uncredited. Um, So... Back in 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 uh, with with Layla, Should, are we going to listen to it? And well, then... I thought you'd never ask. I mean, like the entire sound department has dozed off, <laughs> waiting the queue to play Lola or Layla or whatever she calls herself by Derek and the Dominoes with Eric Clapton uh, in thing. A piano coda is due at any minute, so I think we should give it a lash. <laughs>
Well, uh, Derek and the Dominoes with Layla. Uh, Bill Hughes' essential song for this week. Like, you have pulled some stunts, but nothing has gone over my head like Layla. Never. And then this piano coda thing you're talking about is, is so incongruous with the rock that goes on before it. I mean, they're two different pieces. Have you never sat through a s- symphony? A Beethoven? No, I've Have you never felt the Adagio and then uh, the Allegro? Have you never come across the difference in classical music? Well, if you're asking me, did I ever sit through a symphony? No is the answer. Okay, well, there you go. That's why you wouldn't get that. It's a very powerful piece in two movements for the rock era. And Eric Clapton is the only three-time inductee to the uh, Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. He was brought in as a solo artist and then separately as a member of the Yardbirds and then as a member of Cream. So three different times his genius has been acknowledged. All right, but hold on. There's a ton of people. That's the first time ever your man has played a decent song. So there you go. <laughs> the acoustic version of Lele is even better than the original Terry and Stallone. That's from 1992, and that won the Grammy uh, right. from the uh, MTV Unplugged. It won the 93 Grammy. Connor in, in Limerick sent me an email. He said, don't you think the piano coda would sound better without the guitar chords backing it? I agree, absolutely. <laughs> and then Sharon's daughter is five-year-old Layla, who's on fire listening to her name being part of a song. And she's very lovely. And uh, you didn't mention Eric Clapton's seminal sojourn with John Miles' Blues Breakers, Kevin in there's, there's a list of people he went through, and right. John Miles' Bluesbreakers were one of them, yeah. However, mm-hmm. however, mm-hmm. I'm confused, the listener said. Mm-hmm. Was Layla written by Eric Clapton or by the crazy drummer's girlfriend? <laughs> yeah, well, no, Layla was written the, the, written by the, the principal part of the song, the, the rock part of the song, written by Eric Clapton, and the piano coda was written by Jim Gordon. So by Jim, the crazy drummer's girlfriend? Yeah, yeah, but it was really written by Jennifer Coolidge. That's what people say, yeah. Jennifer Coolidge, who went on to be the wife of Chris Christopherson. And Jennifer Coolidge had a huge career herself as a, as a singer. Oh. But I, I sometimes I come in and it's just the way you stare blankly at me that I just know <laughs> I might as well. I say, casting my pearls before <laughs> swine. <laughs> well, it. I have to say, I knew, I, remember, I do remember Coolidge, Calvin Coolidge. He wasn't a great president. That's, that's, that's the only one I could now, do. Another good note to, is that in January 69, when the Beatles were recording and filming Let It Be, tensions were so high in the band at the time, they weren't getting on, that Harrison quit and John Lennon wanted Eric Clapton to replace him in the Beatles but Paul McCartney was having none of it and this went on for a few days and George Harrison came back and Clapton got pushed out now Years later, that album that was just referred to by the listener, the unplugged uh, version, that went on to very controversially clean up at the 1993 Grammys because effectively it was an unplugged concert where Eric Clapton was playing his old songs all together in, in one sort of performance. And the nominees for Best Album that year included... Actung Baby, U2, which many people still believe was the rightful winner 
of the Grammy that year. It didn't win. People were disgusted and it should have won. It okay. should have beaten the Unplugged. And and then there was a terribly tragic thing happened because uh, on ni- in 1991, uh, Eric Clapton's four-year-old son, Connor, fell out the window uh, from oh, the no. 53rd floor oh, no. in New oh, York oh, and no. died. I can't bear and it. he wrote a song called Tears of Heaven. Tears of Heaven became the central piece of the Unplugged oh, okay. album, so people thought it was a sympathy yeah. book. Well, so. I must say, I must say, uh, James Burton was asking me, ruining a classic. What did I do? I didn't do anything. I just played it. And now, Sean Moncrief, uh, oh, by the way, it's Rita Coolidge, you and your Jennifer. Uh, all, uh, just, sorry, Rita Coolidge. Yeah, everybody's wrong. Rita Coolidge, yes, it's Rita Coolidge. Jennifer Coolidge is an actress. So all right, Sean Moncrief. George, what do you think of Julian Assange? Oh, he's the Wikipedia fella. He's holed up in the Wikileaks. Russian embassy yes. or something. Yeah, yeah. Wikileaks. Yeah. yeah, Wikileaks fella. Yeah. Would you have a positive or negative view of him, generally speaking? Negative, generally speaking. Yeah, it's, you see, I don't... Then I feel bad about telling you this. After the two o'clock news, <laughs> we usually play some clips yeah. uh, of various bits of audio that we've come across. And it's it's a clip of his latest supporter, uh, who was Pamela Anderson. Oh, Pamela, how could you let me down? I know. That's, she just thinks he's an innocent man. And she's man. got an IQ of 147. That's her IQ? Yes. yes. That's very impressive. She's one of the smartest dames around. And that's why you've always been attracted to her. Correct. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> All right. My thanks to Sean McCreeve, who's bringing in two hours of radio. Uh, and, of course, my thanks to Bill Hughes for bringing in, apparently, what was the greatest song ever made. <laughs> On sound, Peter Malloy team of Alex Russo, Kira Courtney, all under the magic baton of uh, editor Mark Simpson. Uh, you'll find all our podcasts on iTunes, unprecedented, uh, all about Donald Trump's week, and of course our daily digest uh, of everything that went on the program. But for me now, it's a cheery pip, and uh, I'm going home to Fox Rock, where a gentle zephyr is coursing down the park, barely disturbing the cherry trees outside my door.